This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. I know I've been teasing some big things coming up. They are on the horizon, folks. I'm excited to share it, and I will when the time is right. Maybe it's just not right now, so be patient. That's tough. Patience is a virtue, but be patient. You know, today's show is going to be a big one. I told... My boy, Heath, that I was going to do the DEFCON levels, that's going to get pushed back a little bit. And why? No, it's nothing against the DEFCON levels. It's nothing against Heath that asked the question on Wednesday's mailbag segment. This has everything to do with the fact that our source, and I say our source because it's not just mine, Brian Anthony Davis, we have the same source. He's been talking again. We've got a lot of news. We've got sourced information. We're talking from the highest levels of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And so we are going to talk about that. In the first half of the show, I'm going to have Brian Anthony Davis joining me. We'll talk about all the information as it pertains to that. And it's all about Kenny Pickett. I hope that you all are ready. Buckle yourselves up. This is going to be a good one, but it's not. that's not the whole show. That's in the first half. Second half, Jeremy Jerome Betts is going to be joining. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks, not so much for the Steelers, but for their schedule. Something that we did on the Steelers preview last night on Thursday night. And then stay tuned for a very, very, very special heart-to-heart at the end of the show. So with no further ado, coming up next, you're going to have Brian Anthony Davis with me, and we're going to be talking about some really interesting information with the source. The source. And no, it's not Chris Carter. So stop saying that, people, on Twitter. It's not Chris Carter. I love Chris Carter, but it's not Chris Carter. We'll be right back. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome. And this is kind of unique. We're going to have on the Let's Ride podcast on Friday the first half uh, I'm going to have a guest with me, and we're used to hearing Jeremy Jerome Betts in the second half. You'll still hear that, but I welcome Brian Davis. I teased this up already before that little mini break, and it was all about that our source, and I say our source because Brian and I have the same source. He's been talking, but Brian, welcome to the show. How's it going? It is going absolutely tremendous, Jeff. I love being on a show with you, as always. I love when the threesome's together on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. but uh, you and I my first foray into podcasting and I was looking at some old shows the other day. We used to do the hangover together. Nobody really right. realizes that that's we started right. with a hangover. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it has been a while. That's for sure. Since I've done the hangover, but 
So Brian and I have the same source, and I said this before the break. There's people on, on YouTube and on Twitter say, "Oh, Jeff's source is uh, Chris Carter." Look, yep. I love Chris Carter to death. It's not Chris Carter. Like, I, it's not. Uh, Chris Carter has filled me in on a lot of stuff that might happen here or there, but it's this is not him. So nothing against Chris, but it's just not him. Now these this source it goes all the way to the all the way to the flipping top. Like this is rock solid. This is, comes from the highest levels of the team in terms of that. So. Think about that in that respect. I'm not telling you our source. Don't ask what our source is. But our source had some information. Um, and it, it was all based around Kenny Pickett. Kenneth Shane Pickett, as we say on the Steelers previews. We love middle names. And he said that the frustration level with the Steelers organization is that there's all these, I think, Brian, I think you might agree, mainly the national media outlets that are saying that the Steelers might not be all in on Kenny Pickett, that they're still taking like a wait and see approach. The, the source that we had said that this high level person said that that he calls that thought process. And those people that say those things, quote unquote, idiots, they're just not there. That's a, that's the word that they use. They're idiots. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on that initially before we go any further? Well, absolutely. You know, those sources, excuse me, those, uh, those media that have been saying this, that saying that, they're not in love with Kenny Pickett. They do not know because these are the same ones that were mocking quarterbacks to the Steelers this year. Yeah. After he was drafted a year ago and what they do, it's kind of like playing the stock market and you have fantasy football players that just look at stats and they don't even follow football. And that's kind of what it is when you're not inside the four, one, two, you're not inside Steeler nation. You make these assumptions and look at a stat sheet and say that things aren't working out. Now, what the source is saying, it's something that I love in this phrase, is they love Kenny Pickett so much more than they did a year ago when they drafted him. Yes, he has developed. He's developed. And the one aspect that we keep hearing the reoccurring theme is not just the love that they have in the development of this. Wow. Like this guy's more than we thought are his leadership skills. You know, that on field presence is going to have to improve. They're going to have to see him go out and perform, but everything else about Kenny Pickett has been that and better what you just alluded to. And a quote from our source, every, this guy, Kenny Pickett has every intangible as a leader you could ever hope or ask for in an NFL quarterback. He's blowing them away with his work ethic, his study habits, his ability to lead. And what do I always say on this show about leaders? If you don't have followers, you're not a leader. There's people that stand up and go, rah, rah, yay, I'm a leader. But if no one's following, you're not really a leader. Boy, Brian, it does sound like they are all in on this guy as the leader, at least of the offense moving forward. You're muted, Brian. Unmute yourself. This is an amateur hour. Come on. I did hey. not know. I, I bumped something with my elbow. That's it. It's okay. Uh, you know, so you said offense, and the source is telling me and you that this is not just the offense. This is the entire team. And we saw that a lot in the Ben Roethlisberger era when Ben Roethlisberger was the captain of the offense, and then you had the defense, and there was a little bit of a disconnect. As Ben got older, he was still beloved with the team, but there was a disconnect. And this is this is coming from our source saying that Ben was not the leader that Kenny Pickett is now because there was a big disconnect between a lot of the players. The players weren't going to run through walls through Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career. Yeah, and you, you could definitely see that it's it's changing. And, and 
I want to ask you a little bit about that and, and what your take was when you heard about that Ben Roethlisberger dynamic at the end of his career. He's the older player trying to still, I guess, instill some of the same policies and things that happened way back when they were winning Super Bowls regularly. Now it's it's a new dynamic, and Kenny Pickett seems to really have his finger on the pulse of that dynamic. What are your thoughts when you heard that from the source in regards to Ben Roethlisberger and his transition out of the Steelers organization and now Kenny Pickett being ushered in? Well, there was a lot of Ben being in it for Ben in a way, and this is not a rip on Ben, but it's when you are complaining about somebody like Mason Rudolph getting drafted and going on the air and saying that when you are, when it's, you're more worried about your career than the team. And and that's, that's kind of, uh, kind of what it felt like. Now, when Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie, Alan Fanica was asked this question, and I'm sure you remember this well, Jeff. It was after Tommy Maddox got hurt. Mm-hmm. He said, are you excited about Ben Roethlisberger? And his quote, I don't know it to a, a T, but what he said was, of course I'm not excited to have a rookie in here. We thought we had the quarterback here, and he's hurt. So I'm not excited about having my quarterback hurt and having somebody with no experience in here. And there was a lot of disconnect with Ben coming in and being the uh, being a big fish in a little pond for the first time and you know having the ego and we heard about that and there was a big difference between Ben at the beginning and the end but the younger guys and the defense did not feel the way get the same way with Ben Pouncey was a Ben guy yeah you know Villanueva was a Ben guy Those older guys were Ben guys. So here you have a guy that has come in and he's done everything to win the entire team. And when you see the, uh, the. Muted yourself again, Brian, come on now. What are you doing? It is my cord. And I apologize. (laughs) I got to go buy me a new cord. Uh, So when you have the baby picture with, I don't know what that bizarre picture was, but I loved it. Cam Hayward holding. <laughs> holding <laughs> it was like Kenny. a homecoming picture. Is what yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. But that just shows that you have the leaders when Ben was a rookie, the Cam Haywards weren't going to be coming around Yeah, for Ben like that. And it, so it's there's a very big difference there. And the other thing that I'm looking at here, it's Alan Robinson. The guy got married last week, Kenny Pickett. On Wednesday, he's throwing passes in a private session with Allen Robinson on his own accord. And he's working with Robinson. Where you know what it's like when you get married that week. You might as well take the week off work because you're you're coming, you're picking up relatives, you're picking up tuxes, you're doing all this stuff. Kenny said, Hey, look, I'm gonna marry next week. I cannot go to the Taylor Swift concert like I wanted to, but I can go with Be- with Allen Robinson. And you know what that means to me? That shows me, it shows me priorities. It shows me what kind of leader he is. He really, he's got a chip on his shoulder too. Because yeah. he can hear all these national media saying, Kenny's not the one. Kenny's the guy that, okay, I'll just show you. Well, and I think it's, it, we need to say this, and I don't say this as a Ben Roethlisberger apologist, but if you go back to the beginning of Ben's career, you already alluded to this with Alan Fanica's comments. He was not asked to be the leader of the team. He didn't have to be. Yeah. 
they had Heinz Ward, they had Jerome Bettis, they had those offensive linemen, whether it's Alan Fanica, it's Hall of Famer right there, and then in and of itself, they had a, a ton of leaders on that team. Defensively, you had Joey Porter. Kenny Pickett came in last year, and it really felt like a rudderless ship. Najee Harris loved the guy. He's just not that type of leader. He isn't. Uh, and so he was like, okay, now that he's the starting quarterback, because it's Mitch Trubisky's deal, Kenny can't stand up and say anything, can't do anything. Finally, right when he took over, week four, going into week five, what was he saying? We need to improve our practice habits. He started to immediately. And I was one of the people that, at least on my show, said, listen to what he's saying and what this means about the offense. There, there's no leader. So he's their guy. And that's exactly what our source said. They believe in him. A team with question marks. Kenny Pickett is not one of them. Uh, and he said that, quote, unquote, this is his team, meaning Kenny Pickett. That was the quote from the source. So for all those people like Andrew Wilbar out there who still teases that they might draft a quarterback, no, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Barring injury or barring concussion issues becoming a serious problem with this guy, they are not drafting a quarterback anytime soon. Kenny Pickett's their guy. And you might be saying, well, why in the world would this source say this? Because they want people to know about it. They don't want people listening to the talking heads, the national media, thinking that this team doubts him in any way, shape, or form. They don't. They trust him 100%. He is their guy. So if you think in the back of your mind that the Steelers have any doubt, eliminate it. Get rid of it. They don't doubt him at all. Brian, what are your final thoughts here? My final thoughts, I'm on Let's Ride, and we are describing Kenny Pickett as ride or die. And he is ride <laughs> or die to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is the bottom line. Yeah, because Stone Cold said so. I was going to say because our source said so. But yeah, you're right. The organization. <laughs> that would have been better. That would have been better because yeah. our source said so. <laughs> I was going to. I'm like, is that too obnoxious? Well, no, I guess let's no, do it. No, 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 no. But still, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So look, and, uh, the ride or die thing, I hate that Russell Wilson has really tarnished that, you know, but nonetheless, uh, Kenny Pickett's their guy. That's the, the, the main crux of this is that, you know, I talked about on Monday with Alan Saunders. Is Kenny Pickett going to live up to the hype? It seems like the Steelers don't even care about the hype because he is their guy, and they're ready for him to develop and to continue to improve. All he has to do is go out there and win football games now, and they are more than happy. And so it seems like the Steelers, they felt like they got their guy 20th pick overall in the 2022 draft, and he's only impressed them even more. When will that stop? I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. I've, I've really enjoyed getting this sourced information, Brian. Isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah. this is fantastic. And uh, you and I have been getting this at the same time. And I'm glad you uh, let me come in and talk about it. Because, you know, when you're talking about Kenny Pickett here, not only do, do they have their guy, now they're getting guys for their guy. Yeah. And that is what they did in this offseason. It's a great point. Well, Brian, thank you very much for spending some time breaking this news, sourcing this news. Um, why don't you, well, we got the preview on Thursday nights. So if you missed that, go back and check it out. Um, you'll have the week that was this weekend, correct? Yes. I I'm solo on the week that was. Okay. And so it'll be a shorter show because Dave and I, we go off the rails a lot, but it's a fun <laughs> show and it's, it's supposed to be that exactly. wind, wind down show for the week. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Also, uh, later on today with this being Friday, there's going That's to right. be another episode of here we go. The Steeler show. Now, I'm kind of the fill-in guy this week because mm -hmm. uh, Wex and Jeremy were off with the, the they're taking a, a summer hiatus on Wednesday. So we did the first part of a show that uh, I thought would be a lot of fun. 
and it's the no Pro Bowl team. Yeah. So we're going to do the defense. We did the offense on Wednesday. Okay. We're going to do the defense tomorrow. I do that show uh, as uh, Kevin is getting some much-needed rest. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and and do that one, and we're going to talk about the defense, and it's a really interesting show. I know you had a chance to check it out, Jeff, and, right. and there were some names on there. Yeah. It was really interesting to see. So that's today at noon, so make sure you check that out. And I will be the fill-in guy next week, but you'll hear more about that uh, as we go on. But, Brian, thanks for your time. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the All Bets Are Off segment, and stay tuned to the very end for a very special Heart to Heart. We'll be right back. Right this day. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. It is Friday. It's the second half of the show, which means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment. I'm here with Jeremy Jerome Betts. Jeremy, what is up? How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm excited to talk some more Steelers football with you on a new week. Absolutely. In the first half, all of the listeners got to hear some new source information coming from, I'm talking deep inside the Steelers organization. I'm talking deep, but we're going to stick with the quarterback theme. We're not talking about the Steelers quarterback here. We've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett in this segment throughout the weeks and months. We are talking about, this is something that I did with the Steelers preview last night, Thursday night. If you missed that show, go check it out. You'll get my take, Brian's take, and Dave Schofield's take on it. But I want to get Jeremy's take, and that is kind of looking at the Steelers' schedule and looking at the quarterbacks that they'll face and then answering the question, is this schedule really as daunting as we thought originally? All right, so Jeremy, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. So week one, you have the San Francisco 49ers going to Pittsburgh, and really, we don't know. Brock Purdy yeah. is reportedly throwing. He's just starting that process. We're all, we're less than a month away from training camp, and this guy hasn't even thrown a legit pass yet. Now, you follow, like for instance, the Gold Standard Network here on Fans First Sports Network with Rob Stats Guerrero. He, he's the one that captains the 49ers feed. He's not sold on Trey Lance being number two. He thinks that the, the 49ers thinking Sam Darnold's number two. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's that's where we are right. right now, Jeremy. What do you think about this? This quarterback situation is going to be one to watch uh, as far as, you know, which player kind of steps up through the training camp process and everything. Right. Because you've got the, the guy that they invested so much in, in Trey Lance, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You, you've seen one half game out of him and it was in terrible and he went down after the first half so uh, what do you do with a guy like that uh, there's been trade talks there's been whatever but I think you know when you when you start talking about the Kyle Shanahan system and everything that's where people are like well does the quarterback matter as much I don't think so um, as far as getting wins and and being a good team and being able to run the offense that they want now, when you you come up against the Patrick Mahomeses and Joe Burrows of the world in in the Super Bowl, can you hang with those guys? That's always the question. And so far, they've answered it with a resounding no. But you know, when you, when you start out week one and it's Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold most likely as the guy you're facing, you've got to feel pretty good about that, especially if you're a Mike Tomlin defense that typically starts hot and uh, has multiple weeks to prepare for. Uh, a team that, with a shaky quarterback situation. So the question here we're going to ask after every week is daunting, yay or nay? Nay. 
Okay. No. I love it. I love it. All right. The next yeah. game is week two. Well, we're going to tackle both of the Browns games. So we're, we're not going to go 17 games strong here. Deshaun Watson, we're assuming is going to be the quarterback. I, we didn't see a ton from him. They only played Deshaun Watson one time. They faced Jacoby Brissett on that Thursday night game early in the season. Deshaun Watson goes to Pittsburgh. He loses. I don't know if he's ever beaten the Steelers in his career. Um, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson is probably the biggest wild card in the NFL this next year. And if he works out and turns into the player that the Browns paid so much money for, then you're looking at a, a team and a player that could be very dangerous in 2023 and beyond. Where I have issue with the Deshaun Watson situation is how many times, Jeff, in, in your lifetime, I know, you know, mine – my experience with the game of football, you don't see players miss two years of football and then right. just come back and be what they were before. The NFL is just too rigorous. It's too strenuous. And I know it's quarterback position, you know, that he's not in the trenches necessarily, but this guy, the style of play that he has relies a lot on his, his athleticism. And we did see that in spurts last year. I think in the, the final week of the season when the Steelers played Deshaun Watson, I think, he escaped multiple sack attempts and and kind of left me pulling my hair out sitting on the couch. Yeah, I can imagine what it did to Mike Tomlin, Terry Austin, and and the rest of the defenders. But I think that if he works out, you've obviously got a, a player that can be crazy good. But I I wanted to give this little stat here it, over the back half of the season where Deshaun Watson played six games, he ranked twenty third out of twenty four qualifying quarterbacks in EPA. Uh, expected points added per play. So it it wasn't good. And he didn't get better as the season went on. So there's at least a strong possibility that he never regains that form again. And he's just another guy back there. It's going to be interesting. So let's ask the question, uh, daunting yay or nay. It very well could be that he is daunting down the road, but for now I'm going to say nay. I think the Steelers have a, a good beat on, the st style of quarterback that he he is. And even when he was in Houston in his heyday, the Steelers kind of handled yeah. business against him. All right. So let's go to week three. The Steelers go out to the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night football. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo expected to beat. <laughs> 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 well, Hey, he might not even be ready. I mean, this is week three. Know, He's yeah. having that foot injury. I don't even know who their backup is right now. Um, no, it's not. It's not. St oh, it's like Brian Hoyer. I think. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right because of the New England Brian Patriot Hoyer. ties with Josh McDaniels. There you go. You answered the question. I'm fine with that. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't yeah. scare a lot of people. Um, they do have a decent set of weapons out there, but yeah. Hey, you answered it. Let's go on to week four. Houston Texans, yeah. CJ Stroud. It's it's a unique thing. You are an Ohio State fan, so you're obviously gonna have a good take on this. He, it's only, again, week four. I think that's important when you're talking about a rookie quarterback. Yeah. What do you think about this game? Yeah, still early in the season, but I think C.J. Stroud comes into the NFL with, with an NFL skill set and probably more of a skill set than we would give him credit for based on his, his college tape just because the Ohio State offense didn't ask him to do much outside of drop back, read your first two guys and hit whichever one's open, and – you know, it, it was one of those situations in college where you just didn't didn't ask him to do that much outside of the structure of the offense. Now, I have zero fear of the 
tight or of the Texans supporting cast. And so that gives me uh, very few qualms about the quarterback as well. Although I think Stroud will become a, a good NFL quarterback. I don't think there's any reason to worry here, especially a Mike Tomlin defense that over the course of history has, has feasted on rookie and young quarterbacks uh, to a, a solid degree, maybe not Bill Belichick level, but uh, still have been very successful when playing rookie quarterbacks with, even though there's not a lot of tape, you still get situations that you can just disguise so many coverages and, and really mess with their brains. And that's what the Steelers do. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. And, and so you're going to say daunting yay or nay. It's a nay. It's a nay. All right. Feel like now, a horse over here, Jeff. Yeah, you are. I know. I seriously, but hey, this is the whole here. point. This is the whole point of the yeah. exercise of the fact that right now, all the way go all the way to week five, there's really not that much. There's not a daunting task that is akin to like back when Tom Brady was on the schedule, and you're like, oh man, with the Patriots coming to town, like that's going to be a tough one. Let's continue. Yeah. Week five, Ravens go to Pittsburgh. You assume Lamar Jackson is going to be the quarterback. Heard a crazy stat this week on, I think it was his cutting room floor with uh, Jeffrey Benedict, where he said that Lamar Jackson, his career has never played the Steelers twice in a season. Only yeah. like he's played them one game out of the two, never twice. But Lamar Jackson, is is he daunting to you? And let's let's get that out of the way. It's a it's a yay for me that he's that he is a daunting quarterback to face just because you don't play a guy with, with that ability to just take off and go and go however far he needs to. So, I mean, they could be on the two yard line, like uh, Terrell Pryor several years ago for the Raiders and he, he can be gone. So when I say it's daunting, it's because the player's good. Now the Steelers have, have done a good job containing him overall, but he has still beaten the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and he has still put up decent stats against them. Good stats, against this defense. So I would say if you're, if you're Pittsburgh and you're going into this game, then yes, you view this quarterback situation as daunting. I would say the same thing. I think he is daunting. And people can say that the record and and all this stuff and TJ Watts got his number. It's not easy. It's not easy defending a a guy like that. So I think that is daunting. Let's go to week seven. They go out to LA with the Rams. And this is a, again, is Matthew Stafford going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be, who is it? Stenson Bennett is the backup. Is he the primary backup out there? Like that's crazy, but let's assume it's Matthew Stafford is Matthew Stafford at his stage of his career after an injury riddled 2022 season. Is he daunting to you? You know, Jeff, I'm, I might go against the grain of thought here a little bit, but I'm going to say yes, because he's been there, done that guy who's, who's won at the highest level now. And there's nothing he hasn't seen. And he's got a, a weapon in Cooper Cup that just tortures defenses. And I, I don't know necessarily if they win the ball game, but I know that duo, if they're healthy uh, with Sean McVay running the show, that's that's dangerous. That's tough to defend. You've got to commit all, all your ultimate resources to stopping that connection and you know force them to beat you another way. So I'm going to say because of the experience because I think he will bounce back a little bit from an injury riddled season and if he's healthy I think he's still one of the more cerebral quarterbacks and the arm strength hasn't really died off so I think he can beat you. So I would say he's a daunting task for the Steelers defense. I agree. I agree 100%. Unless Matthew Stafford in the first 6 weeks of the season looks like complete dog crap, um yeah. I'm going <laughs> to say that he's a daunting task. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Let's keep that in mind. 
Now the next game is this is a tough one to for me. Week eight, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars and mm. Trevor Lawrence coming to town. What are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? He definitely did improve his game last season, especially in the second half, all the way to the playoffs. What did you think? Outside of the man in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. this is the best quarterback on the Steelers schedule. Whoa. He is daunting. Okay. All right. He's daunting. I'm giving my I'm giving my Trevor Lawrence hot takes this year. That's I think fine. he's gonna he's gonna jump into the elite category with Doug Peterson another year in that system, adding a player like Calvin Ridley to the outside with the processing that we saw in the second half of the season and the ability to just just throw whole shots with ease and the ability to move in the pocket and avoid the rush. I believe it, if I I can't remember the exact number, so don't quote me on this, but I believe he's a top three or four quarterback in a sack rate against because he just knows how to read the pocket and, and move in it. Yeah. So he's he's going to be tough for a Steelers team that wants to affect you with the pass rush, and that's his strength is avoiding the pass rush. That's daunting. This this kid's about to bust loose, and hopefully uh, the Steelers can find a way to to minimize yeah. that. But it's going to be tough. I'd say that team is daunting, including the quarterback. Now you go to week, uh, I'm sorry, week nine. The Tennessee Titans come to Pittsburgh. Who knows who the Titans quarterback is going to be? Is it Tannehill? Is it Malik Willis? Is it Will Levis? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I saw a report on Twitter that Malik Willis has looked great this offseason. I'm not buying that. No way. But is any quarterback in the Tennessee Titans depth chart daunting at all? No, not at all. Um, Ryan Tannehill would be the most difficult to face, I would say, just because of his experience, but still that he doesn't scare me at all. I think the Titans are going to be a pretty bad team this year, just kind of my opinion on that, even though Mike Vrabel's still there, they've got good infrastructure in place that they just don't have the talent. They're kind of in a reset right now. How quickly they can will will be the key. But I say nay, he is he is not a guy to fear uh, at starting as the starting quarterback of the Titans. I agree. Week 10 Packers Steelers in Pittsburgh, not Aaron Rodgers. Again, another quarterback you used to look at the schedule and say, well, damn, that's going to be a tough one. No, it's, it's Jordan love. So yeah. first round draft pick. Yes. But daunting. I say no. What about you? I say no as well. And you know, he's, he's another wild card this year because we've seen some good stuff out of him and Matt LaFleur's offense is friendly to quarterbacks. They've got good weapons there. They're young weapons. They're under, not under. They're they're inexperienced wep- weapons, but still, there there's a group of guys there that have some skill sets that that could scare you. But he doesn't until he proves otherwise. And he might by this point in the season, he might be in a groove. He might be playing well. But still, I think if you're if you're a Steelers defense that you know has a lot of veteran leadership, a, a young guy like that doesn't scare you. No, not at all. Now, you already mentioned Joe Burrow. We can agree Joe Burrow is daunting. I mean, this guy in his stage of his career with the weapons he has around him, I mean, that's a daunting task. We shouldn't have to spend a ton of time on the Bengals, but if you want to add anything, go ahead. I just, you know, when you when you talk about Burrow, consistent top six or seven quarterback in basically every statistic, the only thing that he kind of, he kind of has issue with is sometimes he can get into – phases uh maybe streaks all right so let's let's move on now let's go to the the arizona cardinals week 13 
I guess is it is it Kyler Murray here? Like I I, I don't I, Kyler Murray's coming off an injury. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too I'm not too keen on the Cardinals at all for, with anything no. this year. They're they're really selling the farm. Uh, what do you think about this one? This is a nay, but my gosh, I mean, any thoughts on the Cardinals? Even if it's Kyler, I say nay. Even though he's he's a good player, but I mean, you're you're looking at probably it being Colt McCoy. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. the the Cardinals could just mail in the season and not even play Kyler Murray at all, and have good reason for it because he's coming off a significant injury. Um, but I would say either way, you're you're looking at a guy with not a lot of weapons left, a, a team that has just an underwhelming roster, and he doesn't scare you like a truly elite quarterback would. So he, he's just another guy. I think you're, you're fine with, with that type of situation. Another team that I would say might have that you're just another guy is the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, yeah. I know he beat the Steelers last year in week two. There's nothing about this guy that impresses me. He just seems like what you just said, just another guy. To me, Bailey Zappi is more daunting than Mac Jones. <laughs> um, I know you all interviewed him prior to the draft yeah. last season, but what about you, your take on the Patriots quarterbacks? Is Are either one of those guys daunting? Is there a is there a category for uh, mouthwatering or <laughs> you know that's the kind of guy you come in like all right we get to play this guy yeah um, uh, especially with that cast of weapons uh, it's the Juju Smith Schuster revenge game Jeff this year that's true so we'll see how that goes but um, I, I he doesn't scare you he he probably never will you know this is Bill O'Brien's first year in New England with as the offensive coordinator. So you've got to learn a system there too. And I I don't know if he bounces back from the catastrophe that was Matt Patricia and Joe judge uh, last year. So we'll see. Yeah. Not, not, not daunting, at least not right now. Let's go to the Colts. This is one that's different. Anthony Richardson, you would assume he's the quarterback by this point of the season, no matter what. He is a unique skill set, to say the least. We only have two of these quarterbacks left. What do you think about Richardson? Jeff, I'm going to say daunting because mm. I'm predicting, and I'm just riding with this prediction basically, that Anthony Richardson is Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm, I think he's okay. going to start week one. I think he's going to progress. and I think that team will be very good running the football, and he'll be a huge part of that. The, the best thing about – Anthony Richardson is his ability to, if it's not there, take off or check it down. He's very good at at reading when to check it. Trouble against backs coming out of backfield and containing those guys. I don't know if that translates into 2023 or not, but with his skill set, we've we've never seen a quarterback this big, this fast, this strong. And so I say it's daunting, even though he's a rookie, even though you probably can control it. Uh, I'd say you go into this game, and if he's playing like I think he will be playing by this point, you go into this game with some trepidation about this guy. I think if you have Lamar Jackson as daunting, you have to have Anthony Richardson as daunting. Not that he's as electric as Lamar. Lamar's an MVP of the NFL. Not putting him in that category yet, but in terms of skill set, very similar. Let's go to the last one, Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks trip out to the the great Northwest. And Geno Smith, we would assume it's Geno Smith. Is he daunting? After last season? No, I don't think so. I think they caught some people by surprise as a team. He caught some people by surprise as a quarterback in the first two-thirds of the season, and then things kind of fell off towards the end. 
over I'll go with a, an eight games stretch here over the last eight games. He was 17th out of 24 quarterbacks in EPA per play. Uh, Kenny Pickett for everyone's interest was ninth ahead of Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Tua, a bunch, and then Gino was, was right after that. So um, he, he doesn't scare me. The Steelers have played him as a starter and uh or i no, he came in in relief i think a couple years ago when tj watt strip sacked him in in overtime to end the game Mm -hmm. i think he came in in relief but they've seen him they they know what he's gonna like to do he doesn't scare me there in seattle so here we go that wraps up the the whole thing so you have lamar jackson we said you you know you definitely got to be concerned lamar jackson matthew stafford trevor lawrence uh burrow Anthony Richardson, five, five quarterbacks yep. that we view as daunting. And I agree with all those. So interesting take there. It, it kind of should tell you something about the Steelers schedule. Things can change. We know that, but we also know who most of these quarterbacks are going to be. So uh, go ahead with your final thoughts here, Jeremy, on, on the whole exercise we just did. I would say if you're 12 and five at the end of the season and you've lost to these five quarterbacks, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So you got to pull out some of these games against these types of quarterbacks. And I'm not saying the Steelers will go 12 and five. I think it's possible with, with like, we're kind of going over here. The schedule really just sets up well for Pittsburgh, but it, are they going to be as good as their record might reflect? Uh, that's going to be the big question. But, you know, as far as some of these guys go, uh, the Steelers play one, two, two guys this season, that finished with a higher EPA per play than Kenny Pickett did. So you're coming into this, this season with a lot of good expectation for, for what this, this team can do. And hopefully the defense is is ready to go week one against Kyle Shanahan. He's what scares me is the Kyle Shanahan offense in week one. And outside of that, you just got to stay ready, stay prepared. And I like this veteran defense to see what's coming and, and handle it. Very good. All right, Jeremy, why don't you tell everyone what you got co- coming up on the Steelers Fix this week, as well as many, maybe anything you have on the website. Steelers Fix, um, we're still working up uh, the topic. It's probably going to be roster-related, maybe second-year players, third-year players, something along those lines, but we're still workshopping that, so keep an eye out. But uh, on the website, behindthestillcurtain.com, I'm in the midst of a, an intriguing series of ranking the AFC North teams by uh, position. So the quarterback ranking is out. Uh, you can check that out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Follow me on Twitter at TheBets93. The Steelers Q&A on Sunday nights. Come join in the conversation there. I think uh, this week we're going to have Bradley Locker on. He's always fun to have on the show. And uh, we will keep rolling on the podcast side and on the editorial side it's a lot of fun yeah man great stuff as always thank you jeremy we will talk next friday take it easy you too man all right and a big thank you to jeremy jerome betts for taking the time on this friday to talk about that i mean we really dove into the the quarterbacks it really does kind of make you think though about the upcoming schedule and and is it as daunting or maybe it isn't daunting kind of laid that out for you there so make sure you i hope you enjoyed that i know i did let's finish this show on a friday like we always do so this This day, Friday, June 30th, is a very special day for me, Uh, and that's because it is my wedding anniversary. That is right. So today, on the 30th of June, 16 years ago, 
I married my wife, Nicole, and I still remember that day vividly. Uh, it was a great day. Our, we had a party after the wedding. <laughs> I'm not lying. You know, everyone talks about how Kenny Pickett's wedding was like a, it was a banger. Ours was a party. And a lot of people still say to us this day, like that was the most fun I've ever had at a wedding in my life. So nonetheless, in 16 years, my gosh, how our lives have changed. When you think about everything from five children, you, we've been through a lot of heartache, uh, a lot of loss, a lot of gain, a lot of change over those 16 years. And there is no one, and I repeat, no one on this planet that I would rather go through it with than her. I love her more than life itself. We always say, you know, you can't choose family, right? That's the saying. You do choose your spouse. And I'm really glad that I chose her. But we met in college. Uh, she was a volleyball player. She had joined a sorority. I was in a fraternity, played lacrosse. And uh, yeah, we started dating like our, going into our senior year. We dated all through the rest of our college experience, student teaching, et cetera. And 16 years ago today, tied the knot. Best decision I ever made in my life. Hard to believe, but it is. Uh, and, and she tolerates a lot. My, She's a saint. Gosh, can we can we get her in sainthood for being married to me for that long? I don't know. We'll try. But I love you, Nicole. I know you're not going to listen to this, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's all the ride or die crew. So, all right, folks, that does it for me. I hope you have a great weekend. Going to be a different show on Monday, maybe a little bit different, maybe a Monday morning conversation, maybe a little bit different. Bear with me. Trust me. Trust the process, okay? In the meantime, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. Go Spewers! Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.